Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, Famicom Classic Edition, Pokemon News, NX Rumors, and a mission statement from two unapologetic Nintendo fans. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, uh, alongside my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Hey. Mark, how, how you doing? Pretty good. That's Wow, that's my first time hearing our intro music. Yeah, I decided, or I asked. I said, Mark, would you like to hear our intro music, or would you like to be surprised? And I chose surprise. Yeah, and that's what you got. Yeah, I'm pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Not that I, wasn't ex- I was not expecting it to be bad. Basically, I trust Patrick in all things. <laughs> and so I was just like, I was like, you know what? Patrick, take the wheel. Okay, well, I will almost certainly uh, violate that trust at some point <laughs> through the course of this show. Um, but our our, uh, our opening music, our closing music, all of our theme music tonight and all nights or days, whenever you're listening to this, mm-hmm. uh, provided by the uh, inimitable 8-Bit Betty. Um, so check out 8-Bit Betty if you, if you liked what you heard. Um, and if you didn't like what you heard, then just, you know, like... Chill send out. us an email. Yeah, you can. Uh, that is true. At any point, you can send us an email at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. Um, and we'll read all of those emails, right? Uh, every single one. Every single mm-hmm. one. That is an NCS promise from Mark Mitchell. Absolutely. Right. Put it in the book. <laughs> right there in the book. Uh, Mark, uh, how, how, how are you tonight? I'm actually doing pretty well. Yeah. I feel like some, for some reason on Mondays, well, every night, I'm old, Patrick. So every night... Mark, I'm, I'm old too. I know, we're old. And so by <laughs> 8 o'clock, especially when it starts getting darker earlier, yeah. I'm like always eyeing my bed. Like I'm always <laughs> like, it, is it time for me to go to bed? And it rarely is. So uh, I'm, but I'm, I'm feeling great tonight. Good, good. Uh, we've got some energy. I think we're ready to talk about some, uh, some Nintendo things. Uh, Mark, have you been playing any Nintendo games this week? No, I haven't. <laughs> and you know because we talked about this beforehand. Well, right, I know, but I feel like this is this is the structure of the show. Is now we talk about Nintendo games we've been uh-huh. playing. Um, but I know you have been. Yeah, exactly. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, one of the games that I have been playing. Um, you and I played a little bit together last week, mm-hmm. um, the River City Tokyo Rumble on the 3DS. Yes. Um, the side-scrolling, beat-em-up-forever, Kunio, uh, Kunio Kun? I don't actually know. <laughs> it's a, that, that, the, the, the series that um, River City Ransom is a part of. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing that more, and the game is real grindy. Like, there's... The, the more, like, seriously I play it, the more, like, leveling up I'm doing mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just buying items and stuff. And there's almost no way to, uh, like, to distinguish between grinding and, like, making progress in the game. Do you know what I mean? That, like, the act of just, like, beating people up and the act of, like, taking on the bosses feels the exact same. It's just more punching and running and jumping and kicking. Now... I played it for just a little bit when we yeah. were playing together, and to me, it seemed very shallow. 
in the sense that like if I think if you enjoy these types of games, mm-hmm. which I'm not the biggest fan, that it seems like it'd be right up your alley. But to me, it just seemed very like everything was the same. And so I'm curious now that you've leveled up more, like are there more moves? Or... Yeah. So there are like I've got more options when I knock somebody down, like what to do with them in that you know, brief period while they're on the ground. Mm-hmm. It used to be I would just stand there and push punch a few more times <laughs> and watch like little numbers fly up. But like um, being able to throw them into other people or um, like use them as a shield uh, or anything like that. I still don't feel like I have any handle on um, like how to play against specific opponents. Like it's mostly just about uh, using my moves and just like having them react to it. You know, it, it's less like learning patterns or anything like that. How many hours would you say that you've put into it so far? Uh, maybe like five or six, maybe more than that. I've been spending a little bit of time in bars with my girlfriend watching the Cubs games. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a big Cubs fan. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to sports bars with my girlfriend so I can play Nintendo. I think that sounds nice. <laughs> it is. It is nice. But the, it's it's a perfect like between drinks. Mm-hmm. Um between actually paying attention to the baseball game um it's 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 perfect to like pay attention to in tiny little chunks yeah it seems it feels like it would be because again it just seems so like shallow that even if this is like a 10 or 15 hour game that seems like a long time with the amount of mechanics that are in it yeah i think it would be a nightmare slog to just play the game. Mm-hmm. Like I will need to be doing something else. Um, I've also been watching some Luke Cage while while uh, while playing it, and uh-huh. that's, that's a nice like synthesis of like beat 'em up and watching them beat 'em up. Uh, yeah. yeah, two and also two things that you only have to pay attention to. That's right. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. This is two solutions <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun time. Yes, it's a two birds one stone. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of two stones. One bird. They're like, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Two stones, one You're bird. You're really like stoning like the crap out of this bird. <laughs> like this bird doesn't stand a chance. No. And the bird in this metaphor is bored up. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been annihilated. <laughs> um, I've also been playing a little bit of the Mega Man Legacy Collection. Oh, cool. On the 3DS, um, which is great. It's the first six Mega Man games. So like, I, I love all of those games. Um, and, uh, I, I, I've had it on the 3DS since it came out. That was like a a day one download for me. Yeah. You're a big, uh, Mega Man head. Yes. Sure. We'll say Mega Man head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. Will and did. Will and did. And I can't believe I'm, I don't have a Mega Man amiibo and there is one. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised because you have a lot of amiibo. I do. Uh, uh, yeah <laughs> and a constantly growing amount of amiibo yeah i mean not the the next time there will be new amiibo in this house is december 2nd okay when the four new zelda amiibo show up mm-hmm. at, at the house um they've already been ordered <laughs> there's no need to worry they'll all be here is uh, it still really hard to pre-order amiibo like do you have to mark sometimes <laughs> <laughs> sometimes not always i ordered so, I was able to get the 8-bit Link Amiibo pre-ordered from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other three, so the Ocarina of Time Link and the uh, Link and Zelda pair from uh, Wind Waker, mm-hmm. uh, I got those pre-ordered from Best Buy. 
Okay. So I still couldn't pre-order them all from one place. Yeah. So it's not, I don't know that it's still like the hardest thing in the world, but it's not. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it takes some effort. They were all available at one place. You just, some of them just sold out by the time you had yes. gone to pre-order. Yes, that's correct. Basically, like, it feels like Amiibo fever has subsided. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, and, and also just, I, I think there's, since the Smash Amiibos, there hasn't really been another set that people have been as crazy about yeah. as, as the Smash set. Should we explain what Amiibos are? Do we need to explain what Amiibos are? Sure. Yeah, why not? Because, I mean, I feel like there might be people, people listening to this that are, uh, you know, lapsed Nintendo fans. I or... mean, my mom might listen to it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. My mom won't listen to this. <laughs> are you going to tell your mom about it? I um, Maybe. We'll see if it comes up. <laughs> Um, can you imagine a scenario where it would come up? Yeah, yeah, of course. She's like, "How? So, do you happen to have an Nintendo about, podcast?" Yeah, she'll be like, "Tell me about your recording projects." Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's fair. No, it would come up more in a like, "Tell what me, tell doing? me about your week. Yeah. What are you excited about?" <laughs> um, yeah. So, amiibo are uh, small action figures that have um, in-game applications, basically. Um, so the Smash Brothers Amiibos all have functionality with Super Smash Brothers for the 3DS and the uh, Wii U. Um, and then they have in- increased that line from all of the uh, Smash Brothers characters to almost all the characters full stop. Mm-hmm. Like all the characters in everything. Um, from from my seat here at our podcasting table, which is also my dinner table. <laughs> uh, I can see five Splatoon Amiibos, um, two Earthbound Amiibos, a Shovel Knight Amiibo, uh, three Yarn Yoshi Amiibo, and many more. <laughs> so it's it's a uh, yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't say it's a it's a problem, but it's it's a thing. <laughs> and I'm sorry about that. I just got <laughs> I, just, I just got an email. <laughs> I thought I told it not to make noise, but so that's uh. That's that's what that's what Amiibo. Amiibo never uh, did anything for you, huh, Mark? No, but I don't collect things anymore because I went through a phase in my life when I did mm-hmm. collect a lot of stuff, mostly like DVDs. Yeah. Um. Oh man, I bought so many DVDs when DVDs were a thing. When it was like cool to own stuff. Yeah. Oh man. Like now you go into somebody's house and they have like a lot of DVDs and you're like, What are you doing? Huh. But back then it was like. It made sense for me. And so I would like collect it. And then I was like moving uh, quite a bit. And I just like got rid of all of them. You and now I, just can't accum- now I just can't accumulate stuff. Like I like consciously choose. I used to like keep everything. And now I, con- I, am, I throw everything away. You're like collector Teflon. Yes. Like it just slides right yes, off. Yes, exactly. So no. So like Amiibo, even though I think like some of them are cute, like the uh, Yarn Yoshi. They're adorable. Uh, I think they're really cute. But I just don't. Ha- I have no use for them. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that use is really. They're just. They just bring joy. Mark. Yeah. I mean, they just no, bring joy. I, I'm. I'm not saying you're wrong <laughs> for owning amiibo. I'm saying for me personally, it doesn't make sense. I'll get you a bunch of amiibo for your birthday. <laughs> uh, Mark, let's get to the news. All right. 
Uh, so uh, what, what, I'm sorry, I'm like speechless after each of these because I haven't heard them. Yeah. And so one, I don't know how long they go. <laughs> Everything, you know, this is all just like new to me. So I like am patiently waiting, and yeah. then like it stops, and then I was like, uh, do I talk here or is there more? Is this like? It's okay. We're discovering it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. Well, this happened like two weeks ago at this point, but uh, we wanted to talk about it because it's cute. Uh. <laughs> Uh-oh, I'm <laughs> discovering a running theme already. <laughs> there are worse running themes than cute. Yes, that's true. Um, so Nintendo announced, just like in the US and Europe, they're going to release the NES Classic Edition. In Japan, they're going to release the Famicom Classic Edition. Very exciting. Yeah, it comes out basically the same time, uh, November 10th, 2016. Uh, about the same price, about sixty bucks, um, which uh, five thousand nine hundred eighty yen. Yes, to be precise. <laughs> uh, so let, let's talk about what that does and does not come with. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like the uh, NES Classic comes with thirty games, mm-hmm. thirty games, thirty pretty good Nintendo. Yeah, it's a game. little bit different mm-hmm. for the Famicom. Yeah, there's like seven or eight games that are unique to it um and therefore it's seven or eight games that it is missing from the uh nes classic library yeah it looks like most of the uh ones that are missing from the nes classic are uh like japanese titles that i'm guessing probably didn't even get a localization here uh yeah i think that's true for most of them except for uh like river River city City ransom Ransom and final fantasy 3 those seem like the two big ones right and final fantasy 3 we only got like way later yeah i think the ds remake was the first time that came over um but there uh oh so some of the other things that are that are in that box um two controllers Mm -hmm. um two teeny tiny oh they're itty bitty because the (laughs) uh if you haven't seen pictures of it the just like the nes classic edition the uh famicom classic edition is like teeny tiny fits in your hand yeah and the difference one of the differences between the nes and the famicom uh from the 80s is the famicom came with controllers that were always connected to the console hardwired into it so they could not be disconnected no so they replicated that on the classic edition but in order to fit in the little like uh home that they have in like the little wing grooves yeah, yeah for each that means the controllers have to be like tiny teeny tiny like they they look in like the pictures the publicity photos they look a little bit absurd like uncomfortable to game with like it, yeah. it looks they look uncomfortable sure um i wonder if they will be uncomfortable also so they the original famicom the first player controller had the microphone in it had a microphone in it that would like pick up it, it was almost never used, but that's right. how... That's it was how you, used in Legend of Zelda. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's how you killed the uh, Poles, Poles voice. Uh-huh. Poles voice. The little rabbit hoppity Oof. thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just I'm saying... I'm pulling. Do you know what? Okay, let's just... Let, sidebar. Sidebar. All right. All sidebar right. Real oh, over to the sidebar? Yeah, okay, yeah. Wait, sidebar wait, real quickly. Go over <clears> here to <throat> where the sidebar is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Do we need to explain that we're not Nintendo experts? Well, we're I just Nintendo fans. We're yeah, we're we're very strong Nintendo. Like fans. we love Nintendo, but right. we don't claim to know everything about it. Well, but who's gonna know everything about it? I mean, it's the internet. Okay, all right. So we're so we're so we're not experts. No, we're well, just we are, like Nintendo fans. fans. I just want to make that clear because like people might be like, "Ugh, these people. Oh, how idiots. can they possibly like Nintendo right. when they can't like name 
what those enemies are in the legend of zelda i think paul's voice was right no no i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just saying we had to like work for it oh yeah no that is true we yeah. do we do we do every everything on this podcast we're gonna have to work for yeah like really hard where should we tell them to send corrections oh okay uh well th- to the to to our email yeah or uh write to the trash <laughs> okay that's good okay, okay, great, great. okay. So, so, great. sidebar over sidebar. um uh-huh so uh, Mark has decided that we're not experts. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're just really big fans. We're just big fans. And there's fans. nothing wrong with that. We're like you, uh, except you're listening to us and not the other way around. If you'd like to change that, mm-hmm. you can always send us an email at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Uh, again, we'll read all of those. Maybe we'll read yours on the air. It's not really air, but w- maybe maybe we'll read it. Anyway. Do we know if there's a microphone on these uh, on these controllers? I'm gonna guess there's not. It would be a weird feature to replicate, and I I don't think any of the games included require it. And since they're not going to be adding more games to it, it would just seem like a complete waste. The Legend of Zelda is on there, though. The one example you and I had <laughs> is on the list. Okay, fair. <laughs> um. Uh, I guess this is a good time to also make it clear that I, Mark, don't make mistakes. Oh, that's right. That Any mistake right. that happens is... I've done it. Either Patrick made it or he did not inform me ahead of time <laughs> for me to do my research. And so that's why I'm making errors. But you're right. I, 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 that's a good question. I don't know. We should find out. Well, look, that'll be... Or we can... Uh, yeah. So that that'll be that'll be the goal for next week. Yeah, is find out. It's good to have goals. Yeah. Whew. Um. So uh, another thing not included in this package uh, for the Famicom Classic is the AC adapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't can't plug it in. Nope, that's standard Nintendo at this point. Yeah. Uh, in North America is like the only territory where they are continuing to include uh AC adapters every time you buy something. Yeah, most most times that you buy something, I did not get one with my uh, new 3DS oh, XL. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Wow. So even and the reason they do it, they say is like not that it's a cost cutting measure that you have them laying around the house, so you don't need another one. And I, I bought another one <laughs> for ten dollars, right? Eight, but yes, eight. Yeah, and I I I can kind of see the argument for something that you plug and charge. Yeah. And then carry with oh, you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, not including it with something that only functions when it's plugged in, like the Famicom Classic Edition, doesn't make a ton of sense to me because you can't use it. <gasps> Is it possible not. that there's part of this we're not understanding and like it can be played not plugged in? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, again, not experts. Um, so, do, uh, are there any of the games on the um on the Famicom only list that you're like, man, that would be cool to play? Looks like it would be fun. I think Final Fantasy three is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would. I don't think I'd play it with the absurdly small controller. Uh, I think it would also be hard to play it entirely in Japanese. Yes, I mean, I that, mean yeah, yeah, that could fair. be a problem. Fair. Um. So no, I mean, I think the it is very cute looking. Mm-hmm. But, and I think that would be the only per- reason for uh, to import it. Um, I do think that it is missing out on some of the more interesting and exciting um, titles that are just on the uh, NES Classic. Yeah, like so, Castlevania 2. 
Well, Castlevania 2 is kind of a mess. Like, I have fond memories of that game, but it's, I, I don't think I could play it now without a guide. Sure. Like, at all. Um, but Bubble Bobble, one of the greatest uh, co-op, couch co-op games of all time, mm-hmm. is on there. Um, Donkey Kong Jr., which I love. Uh, the original Final Fantasy, Kid Icarus, Punch-Out, Star Tropics, and Tecmo Bowl. Um, Star Tropics is one of my favorite NES games. Yeah, that's a good get. Like, full stop. Um, love that game. So I, I don't know. For, I, for my money, I'm not, I'm not going to import one of these, am I? Right. I mean, you, I, like, as I look around at your apartment, Go ahead. not full of, but right. has Amiibo, right. you know, I, I could totally see this scene on your shelf and it would be adorable all right well you've turned me around on the subject I'll, <laughs> I'll be i'll be ordering one i mean i plan to buy the nes classic edition yeah uh and i will a hundred percent play the mario games constantly right it's i mean it, for me a dedicated mario machine for 60 dollars is a steal yeah absolutely um also the uh i don't know if you've seen any like video or uh stills of the ui but it looks like cool and kind of quirky and cute yeah and it looks like i mean completely functional yes like you know i mean you're like yeah hey hey man (laughs) that's all i need (laughs) no i I mean it's a functioning mario machine (laughs) i'm playing my nintendo 3ds isn't like uh is not a new nintendo 3ds Mm -hmm. it's an xl but it is slow yes so Anytime I see Nintendo with a functioning operating system or UI, I'm like, great. That's a huge step up from where we were like five years ago. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, great. Well, um, let's get let's get this out of the way. There were some NX rumors that came up this week. Okay, you 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 want to talk N- NX rumors? Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to like m- I mention it. The NX for people who don't know um is the code name for Nintendo's next console. Nobody really knows what it is. There's like been a few leaks. Mm-hmm. Uh drips and, and drabs. Drips and drabs and people and we're eagerly awaiting like actual news from Nintendo on what this is supposed to be. So what we're reporting on right now to the effect that we're reporting on anything, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, are rumors, yes, and not anything official from any one official. Um, we're, our primary source on this is Reddit. Yes. Okay. So whatever that means to you. Yeah. Well. Okay. It's a quote unquote like Reddit verified, which means that uh, some moderator on a Reddit sub forum was like quote unquote checked this guy out. Right. And was like, oh, this is a legitimate source, so we're going to post his information. Right. I mean, we're, right now, you and I are just, like, amplifying a game of telephone. Yes. Right. <laughs> so, all right. But I, the rumors basically amount to he saw the packaging. Packaging! <laughs> and that it was, like, I don't know. I, uh, how do you feel about this, Patrick? Let's put a moratorium on NX, like, rumors. <laughs> Okay. Until, Until it comes from a reputable source. Like a few months ago, it came from Eurogamer, and I okay. feel comfortable being like, ooh, like Eurogamer. All right. All that right. makes sense. But a retailer, not a. I like a not, re- a, not a credible source. A real retailer, maybe, but some, but like Reddit, I don't know. I like, you know, it, it's getting, it's getting to the point. Like I remember before the Wii U was announced, mm-hmm. and there was just like r- crazy rumors 
that was basically telling, you know, saying like things that Nintendo fans wanted to hear. And it all turned out to be, of course, like complete nonsense. Sure. I'm just, we're in the desert right now. <laughs> we right? are, oh, we are wandering. 40, 40 years, in 40 years in the desert. Oh man, uh, that's that's what the uh, last couple of years have been. Yeah, uh, and the last last couple of years have been forty years. Yeah. <laughs> um, and any anything, it's we're we're seeing uh mirages at this point mm-hmm. where um someone saying, oh, it says interact with your game on the go on a poster, where that looks like news. Yeah. Um, well, and, and, th- and that is one of the things that this yes. source said. They also said that the packaging they saw still had NX on it, which immediately makes me be like, this is nonsense. There's also something that said that the uh, the actual body of the machine was blurred out, which also makes me uh, question the validity of this thing. Yes. Mark, are we talking about this thing or aren't we? <laughs> We're talking about it as a catalyst okay. to me saying no Let's NX rumors until we actually get something from a source that we're like, yeah, that makes sense. Which basically means like Reddit is out. All right. All right. Do we feel good about this? I, I feel fine about it. I just, with, with the caveat that like, hey, Reddit, hey, people of Reddit. Yeah. Like you're, you're doing the God's honest work. You're trying. You're trying. Yeah. You're gathering lots of pieces of little information. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Um, but we are not going to uh, discuss your rumors as news from this, this point. point f- this yes. point. This mm-hmm. this point forward. Let's talk about Pokemon. Hey, Pokemon Sun and Moon is coming out next month. It's going to be big. It seems real soon, doesn't it? Yeah. But I guess Pokemon's basically become a yearly franchise at this point. Was the um uh the remake of I don't really follow Pokemon very closely. <laughs> well, um, we're not experts, so it doesn't no, matter. That's right. Um Okay, yeah. I'll 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 buy uh your yearly franchise, annualized franchise. Yeah, I mean I think it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it does seem like we're getting a lot of Pokemon. This is a whole new generation, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, there's a new trailer came out that uh, showed the first evolutions for the three mm-hmm. starter characters, and I've got to say the owl. Mm-hmm. It's like Rowlet. Yeah, it's like that's my favorite. He's wearing a little bow tie. Mark. Oh man, he's real cute. And he have you ever met um, uh, Taylor, uh, who writes with us on Retcon Punch? No. Mark and I write on a comic book website, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, our my friend, our friend Taylor, also works on it. He looks like a Rowlet. Like, he looks like a Rowlet. Or rather, Rowlet looks like him. <laughs> uh, Complete with bow tie. Well, my favorite part of his, the Rowlet's first evolution is that he gets, like, bangs. Yeah. Like, he gets, uh, like, Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 3, like, yeah, emo yeah. bangs, mm-hmm. and then uses his little wing to, like, to brush like, them brush back. It away. Yeah, it's great. The other one, like, the cat and mm-hmm. the seal. Litten and Poplio. Mm-hmm. Like, the... Um, uh, I'm not really a cat person. I think the 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 litten is cute, mm-hmm. but um the I and I don't I don't think we wrote it down here. I don't know what any of their evolutions uh, are called. Um but it just looks meaner. Yeah. And that's one of my least favorite features of cats uh-huh. is that <laughs> is that they're mean. Yeah. So I don't right. Why do I want my kitty cat to be meaner? No. Um and then the uh the Poplio 
which is a seal. Yes. Um, in its first evolution, reveals itself to be kind of a lady. Yeah, it has a dress. Yeah. Uh, and like they're they're accentuating like the eyelashes. Yeah. Doing all the normal like cartoon feminization things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it looks cute. Yeah, I think it looks cute. Uh, I I I, Mark, are you going to um play, Sun and Moon? I feel like we have to. I yeah. I mean, I've. I mean, even outside of this podcast, yeah. though, like I've been kind of excited about it. Yeah. Um. Do you know what you're going to start? Oh, I'm definitely starting. You're starting Rowlett. Rowlett. Okay, yeah, for sure. But the b- the biggest news to come out of it is that they're releasing a demo, uh, on October 18th, which is next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And a week from when this podcast is being released. Yes. Um. And if you finish the demo, you get a special pokemon you get an ash greninja yeah and it'll transfer to your main game um so that's exciting uh i don't know gray ninja from like in the context of pokemon at all nope just super smash Brothers. just through super smash mm-hmm. uh and so i have ninja ninja um so i have an affinity for that thing yeah me too and i'm excited to get one yeah i don't know what the ash variety means. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought it had something to do with uh, the main character of the Pokemon anime. Does it not? Ash. I don't think it does. I think it's like ash as in like uh, um, like an like an elemental yes. like volcanoes, yeah. ash and lava yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So I mean, Mark and I are going to hop on this on this demo when it comes out a week from today. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be like two weeks probably before we can um, actually talk, talk about, about it. it on the podcast. Yeah. But just like if you're experiencing, if you download this thing and are having fun with it and want to ask us questions about it, or even just chime in, mm-hmm. you can send us an email at Nintendo cartridge society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Um, and then we can all talk about it together and have a great time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a great time. So another Pokemon news, uh, Pokemon go is still pulling in like $2 million per day. That is so much money. Yeah. I, it's hard for me to believe that so many people are still playing this thing. Well, yeah, I, I, I'll admit that for the first probably like month that it came out, I was really enjoying just like walking around and catching Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the problem I ran into, and I actually like, I never did a gym. Um, I never really like trained my Pokemon or anything like that. To me, it was just fun to like catch them. Mm-hmm. And I think I would maybe still be doing it if it was easier to get different varieties of Pokemon. But I just kept you just get the same thing. You over didn't want to keep over. catching Pidgeos. No, and, yeah. I don't. And or Pidgeys, which is the first one. Pidgey. Okay. Uh, and I say that with such confidence. It's probably <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Not experts. Yeah. No one expects it. Um, but the, the interesting thing is that it's, I looked yesterday and it's not the highest grossing app on the app store anymore. It's number two, which is the first time it's been less than once, uh, number one since it was released. So it is like hmm. definitely people aren't playing it as much as they were. But I don't think, I don't think anyone anticipated it being the huge cultural phenomenon that it became yeah i mean not even uh the pokemon company right like no. they that was one of the reasons that they're one of the things that they were citing um for its poor performance early yeah. on like poor actual performance early on was that it had like 30 times as many people logging onto it as they were expecting because when it first came out uh i saw people like everybody was playing it everywhere oh yeah like you couldn't go outside without like 
almost literally running into people playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. So I don't think anybody anticipated it to be that big. So for it to not be like the highest grossing app in the App Store anymore, I don't think is like the biggest tragedy in the world. No. And also like, you know, even if it is just like a flash in the pan here, like what a flash. Yeah. Uh, so good, good work. Speaks, speaks well for the like uh, mobile. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think like the most interesting thing to me about it is that, you know, Nintendo, and even though Pokemon Go is not like directly a Nintendo mobile product, mm-hmm. um, Pokemon, especially in the US, like, or I guess around the world, like Pokemon is so associated with Nintendo that brand wise, it might as well be, even if they're not reaping the financial rewards as yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing I thought was interesting is from the beginning, Nintendo has said with their, when they were moving to release a few mobile games, they were like, yeah, we're releasing these mobile games in the hopes that people will buy like the full console versions. And I was like, I don't know how that's going to work out. And then Pokemon Go was released and the next month's NPD report, which is the report, uh, for North American like video game sales showed a huge increase in Pokemon sales, even though there was no new Pokemon title that was out. Right. So I wonder if that... I wonder if they're going to... Because there's talk of them uh, making you know constant improvements to mm-hmm. uh, Pokemon Go, but I wonder if they're going to add any of... Maybe even just the three starters when Sun and Moon comes out. Yeah. You know, like, I, I feel like that would be a, a fun way to, like, tease people first of all uh tease people like back over to um the console versions or the the mm-hmm. handheld versions um but also like if you're a real like pokemon fanatic like a reason for you to go back to playing pokemon go mm-hmm. um because you're like oh yeah i love rowlet now right i love rowlet yeah. now um catch him well it seems like everything that's in pokemon go is the generation one pokemon it doesn't yeah, look like they did at this anything. point yeah and also not to bag on them but niantic or whatever you say who's like the actual developer of this game they've been releasing updates so like features like so slowly slowly (laughs) that i think that's partly why the game if is not like people aren't playing it as much as they used to yeah because you just get tired unless you're like real into it and there obviously are people who are real into it but for me as a casual player is like, oh, you can't trade. You can't like do yeah. any of the things I expect from a Pokemon game. So, and they've said those things are coming, but you know, like we haven't heard anything other than, oh, it'll happen eventually. So, I have a hard time imagining that they're going to be able to, to in a timely manner, yeah, you know, like do any sort of integration like that. I wonder, um, like if I wonder what they're holding that for. Like why why is trading something that they're like, uh yeah, that's too difficult. We'll get to it later. It seems like it's one of like the base functionalities of Pokemon. Yeah. Like back when you had to physically link your Game Boy to another person's Game Boy. Yeah. You know, like it just it, it seems like it would be it would make so much more so much sense now that, you know, our phones are all always connected to each other. Um and uh it just doesn't take advantage of that interconnectivity between phones as much as it does like connecting to, you know, the faceless internet. Uh, this is silly to say because it's making $2 million a day, 
And in some ways, I feel like Pokemon Go is feels like a missed opportunity. Yeah, man, that Pokemon Go <laughs> it's it just, a colossal it just feels failure. Like it could have been better than it is, even though it was making like so much money. Uh, well, you know, this is just an example of Nintendo, uh, you know, making huge mistakes, <laughs> mistakes like letting Luigi run the uh, the 2DS factory. Oh man! Okay, so the other big news <laughs> is that the 2DS. Um, which is kind of just like Nintendo's like quiet, you know, uh, Nintendo 3DS family workhorse. Yeah, is uh coming out with two new colors, which really all they did was like flip. Yeah. So what it was before was the 2DS was red and blue, but on the back and the mm-hmm. f- face of it was black, and uh they've reversed that for the holidays, uh, and it's red and blue on the front and black on the back. With and it comes bundled with Mario Kart, and it's only seventy nine ninety nine. And Mario Kart Seven is a great Mario Kart. Yeah, maybe the best. Uh, ooh, that's bold. I really like Eight. I mean, maybe the best. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I can hear arguments. <laughs> yeah, right. it's it's in like I the, could hear arguments. It's in like me. the top four. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> it's better than Double Dash. <laughs> yes. There are some double dash defenders out there. Mm, well, I know they're insane. Of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it's. I bought my little brother one of these. Mm-hmm. Um, not one of these, but a a two DS. Um, Wait, you have a little brother? Yeah, it's okay. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, but uh, it seems like a, a super easy, um, like fun solution for. Um, for playing 3DS games. Uh-huh. Uh and is like a durable weird little brick that yeah. you can just like almost literally throw around. Yeah. And like it's fine. There's no hinge on the thing. No. I mean it, I I would say if there's anyone looking to like get into any uh 3DS gaming now and the thing has a great library and also it can play all DS games. Yeah. Which means it has the best library. Yeah. Um, like pick up one of these eighty dollar machines and play Mario Kart. And I think the two DS form factor is actually the most comfortable to hold. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you and like... I are big men, right? We are tall men, so we have. Yeah. Right. I didn't mean you're not fat, Mark. No, no, no. Mark, that's I, not Mark, what I, meant I didn't at mean all. you were. Mark, yeah. I didn't, I didn't mean you're fat. <laughs> um, I've just never described myself as, as a big, big man. <laughs> <laughs> so. It just threw me for a second. But I, yeah, I mean, I yes. apologize. So we have big fingers. Yeah, is we have my big point. fingers. Yeah. Um, and the fact that the L and R buttons are on the top of like if the thing were unfolded, if a regular yeah 3ds were unfolded, um, that they're at the top makes it a lot easier to play. I've been thinking about getting one for my girlfriend, um, because she also has very long spindly fingers. <laughs> um, she's a big girl. She's a big girl. <laughs> big woman, Mark. <laughs> Um, but yeah, because uh, at any time she tries to play the the 3ds, um, her fingers get in the way and she ends up accidentally closing it. Yeah, it's like uh, even the XLs are I don't know they they're not like super comfortable to hold. And I found the mm-hmm. uh, the 2ds is great. It also doesn't have 3D, which great. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, for eighty bucks. Yeah, and goodbye. Everybody should check out the video that Nintendo released too. Yeah, uh, it, announce this this uh, change. Um, it is adorable, and uh, just just check it out. Yeah, it's, it's called Luigi runs the Nintendo 2DS factory for a day. Obviously, what happens is he messes it up, but how he messes it up 
made me laugh out loud mm-hmm. at my desk. Um, it's very cute. by myself. It's it's very cute. Just yes. like the Famicom Classic Edition and Amiibo. That's right. Uh, well, okay, Mark. That's I think rounds up our our news. Uh, let's just talk about some new releases uh, for the week. There aren't a lot, but no. Nope. Uh, every again, while we're all hoping for some NX news because game releases are few and honestly like few and far between for Nintendo platforms at this point. Yeah. Um, major releases are Disney Magical World 2 for the 3DS. comes out October 14th mm-hmm. for $39.99. It's basically Disney Animal Crossing. Yeah, I checked out the trailer. It does look like Disney Animal Crossing. Why does it look so much less charming than Animal Crossing? Um, Because the art style is not very attractive. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Uh, they also like put you in a... Um, a character that looks a little bit more like a, a me than like a villager. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I mean, if you want to visit like Frozen Land and like Beauty and the Beast or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is not for big men. Yes. This is not, is not, not a game for big men. Um, or yeah. Uh, the other game that's releasing on October 16th is for the Wii U Skylanders Imaginators. And this one, I, I was trying to find prices online, and I'm, maybe you can buy the game by itself if yeah. you already have, like, the, the portal yeah, like the portal thing. Um, but the cheapest I could find, the starter pack, is, like, 75 bucks. That's a lot of money. Yeah. But I'm guessing that comes with the portal and, like, at least one Skylander figure. So one of the bullet points that you've pulled from this is uh, create your own Skylander hero. Yeah, so that's what I'm, like, that's the hook of the imaginator part mm-hmm. is that uh, there's like these crystals that you t- buy and you put on the portal and that allows you in the game to create your own uh, Skylander hero. And uh, so you can like customize it however you want. And then there are other heroes that you can like, if you want your hero to fight like a ninja, then you would be trained by a ninja master oh. and you like get their skills that way. Okay, so I know like one of the big hooks of Skylanders is that it's a, a the the toys to life thing, right? Yeah. Um, that you have the toys and then they're in the game. I'll argue that's its only hook. Uh, great point. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's nothing like Amiibo. They're totally different. <laughs> um, but is there anything that's lost here in like you have this hero, but you can never have a toy of your hero? Is that sort of weird? Yeah, I mean. That's how all the other games are played is like, here I have my toy of yeah. my hero. And now you can't do it. Right. You just put like a weird like orange crystal. Right. And then your hero shows up. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe nobody cares. I mean, it is kind of a bummer when the whole like fun of it is taking your toy and putting it on there and seeing the toy come to life. If I were a kid, I would be way into this, I think. Oh, yeah. And I'm actually... Uh, Skylanders has had... I mean, it has, like, an animated series, maybe, like, a, you know, an no animated idea. movie. Yeah, like, a Skylanders is is big, and it's remained big. And it's interesting to me that, like, Activision has been able to sustain it, whereas, like, Disney got out of the Skylander business. They, like, shut down Infinity, yeah, Disney and they Infinity. were, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, see you later. And I don't know if that's Disney Infinity wasn't making them money or if it wasn't making them enough money, because Disney's, like... You know. Well, it's it's hard because Disney also got out of the development and publishing game altogether. Mm-hmm. Like that was all part of Disney Infinity shutting down was all part of them being like, you know what, 
maybe actually making the games isn't for us. Yeah. Um, and Disney is a company that's spread so wide. I don't want to say thin because obviously they've got enough talented people and money to throw at talented people um, to keep putting out you know high quality stuff. But maybe just the video game market was too much of a you know X factor for them. And they were just like, I, uh, we, we don't need to do it. Well, it's interesting to me that like uh, Disney in particular has been, they've honestly just wasted so much money over the past like 15 years. Yeah. Being like, okay, we're going to like be into the video game business. And then they decide we don't want to do this. So they get out and they do the licensing thing again. And then like five or six years later, they're like, oh, why are we licensing it? We, we can just like do it in house. And so they buy all of these developers and like spend so much money and then five or six years later they're like wait why aren't we just outsourcing this when we can just like make money off the license we don't have to pay you know like development costs which are really expensive then they like write all of it off to get out of it and then i'm just waiting five or six years for them to be like all right let's just and it wasn't just them like in the early 2000s you know like universe like vindevi and universal was Mm -hmm. huge in it like everybody was in it Everybody got out, and now the only one that's back is Warner Brothers, and they're doing great. Yeah, Warner Brothers is doing great. They have a lot of uh, like strong series, and like they're they're almost um like I feel like they are a well known and established like video game. Yeah, which is so weird. Yeah, that is weird. But good for them. Good for them. Doesn't have a lot to do with uh, <laughs> Skylanders. <laughs> no. So uh, let's uh let's move on out of the news here. Uh, now's the time on the show, uh, a segment that we call 433. Um, in Just for a, a little background, in 1952, the American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, uh, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and, and 33 seconds. Um, the idea is that the music is the sound in the room that's created when performers aren't playing their instruments. Patrick went to a music conservatory. This uh, is... I mean, arguably, maybe not music. Who knows? <laughs> um, but for the purposes of our show, uh, of the Nintendo Cartridge Society, our instruments are talk about Nintendo. Mm-hmm. That's the instrument. Uh, so, Or no, talk about anything that's not Nintendo. No, but what I'm saying is we're going to not play our instruments. Oh, I understand. Our instruments are talk about Nintendo. I understand. So for four minutes and 33 seconds, you and I will not pick up our instruments, mm-hmm. our instruments, in this case, again, being talking about Nintendo. I'm 100% on board. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, so uh, we will uh, now um, commence not talking about Nintendo. Mark, did you have... Uh... Yeah, so as part of... I have a PlayStation 4, and as part of PlayStation Plus, mm-hmm. you get like free games every month that you can download and then they're yours as long as you keep a playstation plus subscription sometimes a great service yeah okay mm-hmm. uh, i actually feel like the ps3 has much better games for it yeah. than the ps4 does mm-hmm. but this month on the ps4 for october was the resident evil remake ah, that was yes. originally released for gamecube yes recently released in hd and is now available free for playstation plus subscribers on the ps4 and i downloaded it yeah uh, i actually played most of it on the um gamecube when it came out originally yeah Mm -hmm. and i don't think i did everything that was in the game like all the bonus stuff that they added but i like played through the main campaign yeah and so i'm like oh great i'm gonna replay through it and i'm having a real tough 
time. Tell me what is tough about it to you. Is it tank controls? Is that no, no, no? It's not even the controls. Okay. I just kind of find it boring. E- okay. <laughs> I mean, I like. Yeah. I mean, there, I think there is something about like the pacing of, or like, I'm gonna say correct pacing, even though I I don't like the idea that there'd be something that'd be artistically correct. Mm-hmm. But like the proper pacing of a horror game, I feel like should be boring for a while. Yeah. Like, there should be parts where you're lulled into a sense of, like, this is boring, this is fine, I'm not in any danger. Yeah. It's not the pacing to me. Sure. It's just that, like, here's, here's the problem. Tell is me what the problem is. I think Resident Evil 4 uh-huh. is a perfect game. Okay. And uh, that's, like, the Resident Evil that I have enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. And that is, like, high action. There are moments yeah, where it, it is like quick. It, it's like silly, over the top action. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, but yeah. like, um, it's a Im- like immediately when that game starts, you know, you're like thrust into it. Yeah, and not the case in in a remake. No, and the controls. I don't know. It, it's it's hard for me to go back after playing Resident Evil Four. Interesting. Um, When's the last time you played Resident Evil Four? Uh, I guess like five years ago. Oh, okay, so not not super like the long Wii ago. version. Oh, okay. Yeah, I couldn't do the Wii version. Oh, I thought it was great. We are coming dangerously close to talking about Nintendo. But yeah, so it's been really and the takeaway for me is that they're remaking Resident Evil Two. Yes, and I have a hard time imagining it's going to be like a Resident Evil remake where oh. it's faithful i i can't like i just resident I, evil 2 is one of my favorite games of all time i would not be surprised if it is more akin to a resident evil 4 syst- like combat system versus although maybe that won't work in like if they keep like the resident evil 2 scenario but try to shoehorn i just have a hard time imagining like yeah, playing Capcom it that way wants again. to make another resident evil like the original resident evils well the uh the revelations games were kind of uh they were back to i guess they're closer to like the four style of play right yeah i think four like yeah i would say they're more like four hmm so maybe the two remake will be more like revelations i i guess i guess i could be down with that like i i could get into I could get into that. I mean, I'm hesitant about anything Capcom puts out these days. Sure. It, they're not the best uh, like horse to bet on. Uh, they went out they went from like the best developer at the start of the last generation mm-hmm. to by the end, like the PS3, Xbox 360, Wii generation was so long that Capcom had the opportunity to go from first to worst. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. They had, I mean, they had uh, like the the fighting game, like re yeah, uh, Capcom versus Marvel three, yeah, and Street Fighter four, yeah, um, Dead Rising, yeah, and uh, Mega Man's nine and ten, like those were their own kind of phenomenon, and, like Resident Evil five, yeah, you know, yep. and then which like is not the best game, but is pretty fun, and to Resident Evil six, which you and I, who are big Resident Evil fans, didn't even bother with, nope, yeah. I uh, honestly, since Resident Evil 6, have a hard time identifying myself as a Resident Evil fan. 4. I will always love 4. But yeah, it, but the series has changed so much. And mm-hmm. he, and 7, 
doesn't look like it's like seven looks like it'll be different than six and a lot of people are excited about that but mm-hmm. it doesn't really and i'm like looking forward to seven but it doesn't really look like Resident evil yeah no it looks it looks like a uh a less supernatural silent hill mm-hmm. um which fine i don't do you ever play any of the silent hill games yeah uh which which one uh actually my first silent hill was silent hill homecoming isn't that notoriously bad? Yeah. And aren't we accidentally talking about Nintendo again? No. Silent Hill Homecoming was on the... I played it on my Xbox 360. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Phew. Ooh, oh, God. Yeah. You're talking about Shattered Memories. That's right. I was talking about Shattered yeah, Memories. Which I have opinions about that game. <laughs> we will have to save it for another 433 because that's the end of the segment. We were accompanied today uh, by uh, pianist William Marks, uh, who did not play the piano. Well, we talked about uh, some other stuff. Nice. Uh, Mark, let's get to our... We don't have a name for this segment. No. We, we, in, in, in our outline, it just says topic of the week, mm-hmm. but I don't like that. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's put it to our listeners. Great. Uh, if you've got a suggestion for what... This is just where we talk about a, a single subject. You know what? I'll say if you have ideas, uh, send them to us at NintendoCartridgeSociety at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you'll get you'll have a pretty firm idea of what the segment is after Mark and I do one of them right now. Yeah, or two next week, or three the week after. Right, you know, four, four the week after that. Yeah, you know, like, you know five. Who's who's to say? A month and change from yeah. that. Um. So, Mark, uh, the topic at hand at issue is why would we want to do this show? Why would we want to have a show about Nintendo? Right? Yeah. Um, so let me pose the question to you. Uh, what, what, what does Nintendo mean to you? Nintendo was... Uh, I think my parents got us an NES, I want to say when I was like five. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at that point in my life, it would have been my two older sisters, me, and then my younger sister. Yeah. And uh, that Nintendo is synonymous to video games for yeah. me mm-hmm. like we were a nintendo family the first non-nintendo console i owned was an xbox 360 yeah um we, so like a decade plus later yeah well, yeah 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 long time uh so i was it like i am like all my strongest video game memories are nintendo do you uh remember the first time you played an NES? I, I assume that was the first. Nintendo yeah, console, yeah, it yeah. was. And I don't, I, I don't remember, like, it's, uh, it's so ubiquitous that, it's, like, it's I don't crazy, remember, right? like, the first time. I would say, I would go even a step further to say that I don't remember a world before I played an NES game. Yeah, I think that's fair. And that, that's nuts, kind of, right? Yeah. That, like, our whole lives have this, like, undercurrent of, nintendo to them yeah there's some like pre-verbal memories probably (laughs) (laughs) falling off my uh plastic green worm in the driveway and getting stitches in my in my forehead i remember that uh and that was probably happened before i you know ever played duck hunt Uh uh-huh but uh having a um like snowman like one of those like punching bags things that you like full fill it with air and then water at the bottom so you like punch it and it falls down and comes back up and like having it pop and then me like, and so me being covered in water. Those pop? Apparently. <laughs> Were you stabbing it? I don't. I can't. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, sure. These are pre-verbal <laughs> yeah. memories. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, 
And so, like, Nintendo, like, yeah, Nintendo is video games. Yes. To me. Yeah, I, I would say that that is uh, true for me as well. That, like, um, I, I, I suppose my, my first, well, this is maybe embarrassing, my first <laughs> non-Nintendo console, was it the Sega Dreamcast? That's not embarrassing. People love the Sega Dreamcast. People do love the Sega Dreamcast, but, like, it's one of those things that you love but is embarrassing. Yeah. Like, uh, I can't think of another example. Sega Dreamcast is probably the <laughs> best. <laughs> The best example, although I probably got the the PlayStation One before that, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you know, up until um, uh, you know, I I bought the um Super Nintendo with uh, allowance money. Did the same with the Nintendo sixty four. I remember going to uh, like waiting in line outside the Target the day that the Nintendo sixty four came out, um, and like rushing in with you know, I had my dad with me because I was like twelve or something. Um, and, uh, walking in with, uh, all the other people that were going right to the electronic section and, uh, they were unboxing like, you know, from large boxes, uh, like while we were coming in, like, don't you guys have like, don't you do something before the store opens? I guess not. Um, and so I was like, I want, uh, the system and I want Mario 64. There was no pack in. Right. Uh, but I knew I wanted super Mario 64 and the guy that was opening the thing was like, oh, all we have is Pilot Wings, <laughs> which was the other launch game. <laughs> Nintendo 64 launched with two games. Um, and uh, I, I was adamant. I wonder how old this guy was. In, in my head, it was like a doddering 50-year-old man, but like... Probably like 19. Yeah, <laughs> probably. It's probably a teenager. Did not want to deal with some dumb little kid being like, excuse me, do you have Mario? <laughs> Uh, but like I made him open another box because I was like, I'm going to go home and play Mario 64. There's no way I'm going home and playing pilot wings. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like that, that those are like the, uh, tent pole memories for me are like me getting new Nintendo things and like having fresh Nintendo experiences. And for me, so as I've gotten older, like from the Xbox 360, you know, I owned a Wii, um, a Nintendo DS, which I think is probably the best like gaming system ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and but I you know have a PS4 and I play that. And even though like my gaming horizons have expanded since Nintendo, comparing a Nintendo game even today to mm-hmm. even the best game on the PS4, there's something special about Nintendo games. And that keep me interested and excited about them. And I think it comes down to this idea of like fun. Like Nintendo games are so while where other developers are, you know, pushing this idea of like expansiveness and being more like movies and they're chasing graphics. Nintendo, you know, famously is a toy company. Yeah. And even just like watching like Shigeru Miyamoto, who was the uh, creator of, you know, so many characters that we Mario, Zelda. Star Fox. Yeah. Uh, those three, at least. <laughs> Pikmin. But, sure, you know, like, so, but, like, uh, uh, you announce Mario Run, uh, Super Mario Run, at the um, Apple conference. Mm-hmm. Or even when they were talking about Mitomo, which is, like, I'm so vastly uninterested in. But the way that they 
the way that they think, the way that Nintendo thinks is like, oh, how can we like encourage people to have the most enjoyment? How can they get like yeah. the most joy out of these games, out of our experiences? And that's something that no other developer does. Yeah, I think that's right. I think uh, most other developers, and it, this is like big developers, mm-hmm. and we're painting with broad brushes here, yes. right? Um, that uh, like the 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 way that games are conceptualized is like okay like what's a what's a what's a new or interesting context in which to shoot yeah a gun mm-hmm. right like that that is um the the primary way that you interact with so many games and they can be like oh they're they're exp- they're exploration games or storytelling games or whatever but like at at, at the heart of it like I'm always going to figure out how to like shoot a gun in The Last of Us or Mafia 3 or you know whatever like that's that's going to be part of it um I remember in college, my buddy Colin said um, that uh, he, he was like, I, I wish I could play a game where I didn't have to just murder things. Like, I wish there was a hug button. Um, and, like, I feel like Nintendo accomplishes that without actually having a hug button. That, like, you can interact with characters and environments in a way that's meaningful, that doesn't have to be destructive or violent. Um, I don't know. There, there's something very like meaningful and warm about that to me. Mm-hmm. Like I got I got really into Splatoon. I'm not a like an FPS kind of guy. I'm also not really an online um you know competitive guy. I like I'll I'll do it from time to time. I, I like Overwatch. Um but like Splatoon was really nice just because the it's not violent. Um there, there's something really interesting about being able to play a shooter without guns in it. Well I think it Splatoon, Splatoon is a really like instructive example yeah. of the Nintendo methodology and mm-hmm. this and uh this is all, Splatoon also shows how ingrained in the Nintendo culture like this idea of like joy yeah. and like having fun is because it was developed by like newer developers it wasn't developed yeah, by the kids. you know the old yeah. guard and you know people for the longest time I feel like I was like on Nintendo, you know, like oh, they need to release a, you know, like a shooter. They need to release like a shooter. To, oh yeah, like, we, attract knew, we need the, a uh... we need a hardcore Zelda <laughs> right. that's like tough and bloody and violent. Yeah, and yeah. so Nintendo's like they released a shooter, quote unquote, <laughs> you know, and it's Splatoon, which is the most like, again, like the most fun version. Yeah, of a, yeah. of a shooter possible. Yeah, and we they obviously have like a history of this, but you can see it like. Splatoon is the most fun version of a shooter possible. Mario Kart is the most fun version of a racing game possible. Smash is the most fun version of a fighting game possible. That like that's what they do is that they've they see all these other like genres and they're like we can do that but we can do the fun version of it. Mm-hmm. Um which is it's just it's amazing that like someone has to make the choice to be like no let's do it but do it fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. And it's such a they're in such a unique position has this like developer and first party and they like make their own hardware um it's also where they've run into problems yeah because even no matter how big nintendo gets without third party support you know they just no matter how big they get they don't have enough developers to be releasing a game of nintendo caliber every month right well it's just not possible and i think I think it is possible that like the audience for like the Nintendo fan audience 
uh, maybe isn't shrinking, but I don't think it has quite the same. I don't know. I, there's, I, I feel like there's a lot of nostalgia. One of the things that you and I uh, talked about when putting the show together is that we didn't want it to all lean on nostalgia. We mm-hmm. wanted to talk about um, new things or you know things from just the last couple of years, in addition to our memories of you know popping a, a snowman. <laughs> you know <laughs> that, that like we we can we can do the the whole like course of our lives with this thing. Um, but I think that there's a lot of uh, goodwill towards Nintendo built up in that nostalgia, and nostalgia like can get us all excited to buy a NES classic, but isn't necessarily driving us towards a Wii U. Right. Although I will say that to show how, to illustrate how like important Nintendo is to the video game industry, mm-hmm. the new Zelda game that's going to be coming out, Breath of the Wild, is like... They're everybody's excited about that game. Yeah, that's true. The unilateral excitement. Yeah, everyone wants to play it. And I think that again shows like how universally enjoyable Nintendo games are. Mm-hmm. And even though like um, my mom, as like video games be- became more complex, like stopped playing video games. When we owned an NES, my mom would play Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it, it's just like every, they're just fun. There's something like universally fun, and whereas more of the audience and more of like video games has become segmented, where it's like, oh, do you want to play like God of War four, or do you want you know, or do like, you want to play Smite? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You know, and or like you want to play Flappy Bird, like all these like first person war shooters which again like i play call of duty um i play destiny you know like i'm not against shooters but i'm never gonna be and uh i'm never gonna be like oh it's christmas i'm going to sit down with my family and we're all gonna play destiny no we're gonna play (laughs) super smash brothers together you know and it doesn't matter if you're good at it or not right because it's just fun yeah yeah um I do think that I am getting to a place where I am against the idea of shooters, um, but that is something to unpack uh, <laughs> at, a, at a different time. And I'm a huge hypocrite too. Like, you know, I I played Uncharted Four when it came out, and I loved it, and I shot a bunch of people. So, <laughs> so I'm an awful hypocrite. But uh, but no matter what, uh, I'm always going to come back to, you know, I'm super excited about uh, Super Mario Run. Like, yeah, they're they're are few like entertainment urges I get as strong as make Mario run around. Like I'll put in any Mario game just to make that little guy run and jump. Like it always makes me happy. So I, for, for me, for me, that's what a lot of this is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think, I mean, I think you summed it up perfectly where it's just like, yeah, it just makes Nintendo makes us happy. And I think that's the goal of Nintendo as a company. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo, Nintendo at its best achieves that. And they achieve that not only for like hardcore gamers or children or parents. They, it's for everybody. Yeah. And I think that's what makes Nintendo great. Mark, do you feel good right now? I feel great. I feel great right now, too. Let's move on to our listener reader mail. <laughs> 
Okay, so full disclosure, um, this is the the first week that we're on, so I had to solicit uh, listener reader mail. Um, listener reader mail or reader listener mail? I'm okay with either. Okay. <laughs> it will alternate between them yeah. uh, just freely at will. <laughs> um, so our uh, first email ever, uh, Pete from Milwaukee wrote in, just like you can, of course, Nintendo yeah. Cartridge Society. At gmail.com. Thank you. Uh, Pete says, hey guys, longtime listener. <laughs> Good joke. Um, longtime listener, but I'm surprised I haven't heard you talk about Metroid on the show yet. I'd like to know if you had it your way, where would you take the series on NX? So he asked some follow-up questions here, uh, maybe to, to guide where we would take Metroid, given our druthers, uh, on the NX. But first, just quick, uh, what is your experience with, with the Metroid series? Uh, Super Metroid is amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I think Metroid Prime 1 and 2 are great. Yeah. I think 3's a really darn good game, but not quite like up there with the first two. Uh, do you find that mostly because of the like story elements or because of the controls? Uh, actually, I would say to me it just felt like more of the same. Sure. Which again is not a bad thing because the Metroid Prime games are pretty amazing. Yeah. But especially the boss battles to me just felt like sure they were lacking that magic. Yeah. Um. But it's by no means a bad game. Yeah. Uh. And then I did play Other M. Oh, I have not played okay, Other M. So I played Other M, and there are some really awful, just like just just misguided, um, mechanics in that, like first person moments where you have to shoot, like when you want to shoot like a missile, it yeah, turns point to the like thing first at the screen. person. Yeah. And then there's some just terrible, like I cannot stress enough how awful there are a few like moments where you just have to like pixel hunt, where it's like. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like it's like first person, and uh-huh. it's like oh, like you have to like find like an element or like something to talk to or like something like that or like something that's like a miss, and it's literally just a pixel hunt. And I despised that part of that game. Okay, so we can assume that your version of Metroid on the NX is all pixel hunting, <laughs> and the story, of course, of uh, Other M is like really terrible. It, the actual gameplay some people hated mm-hmm. and it is very um it kind of plays itself sure in a lot of aspects but i didn't think it was completely without merit yeah how about you uh just in general yeah um i i i adore the um the 2d um metroid games super metroid is probably my favorite game uh period oh the game boy advance yeah, the Game Boy Advance ones are really, really good. good. Zero Mission and Fusion. I just yeah. recently uh, replayed Fusion. Great game. Yeah. Um, I, I had uh, memories of it being like a little handholdy in the way it, it, it walks you through and like points you to different parts of the, uh, of the, the space station. And it does do that, but I realized that I was becoming like too reliant on it. Mm-hmm. I finished the game at like 27% completion. <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> oh, maybe I need to not let the game tell me what to do so much. Maybe I should explore. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I think, I think uh, you know, there are so many examples of good um, 2D Metroid games. And I, I, like the, I like the Prime games a lot, too. I uh, was never able to get through the third one 
because um, the controls are are strange. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to just be able to play it with a controller and not pointing. I want to be lazy sometimes. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. always be pointing something. At I the mean, screen. I feel like that was a problem that a lot of Wii games yeah. had. Where like same with Twilight Princess, where it just felt like a little. Yeah, and uh, um, the Skyward Sword as mm-hmm. well, where like. That's another one I, I never got through just because, like, sometimes I want to be, like, laying down on the couch. I don't want to, like, stand and readjust. Uh, so uh, um, just to here, – here are some of Pete's guiding questions here. Um, would you make the gameplay more like Prime or Super? Where would you fit it in the chronology? What would the plot be? Any ideas for unique or new power-ups? Anything, anything uh, there spark spark your imagination? Well, I was actually uh, when you start reading this question, I was trying to think like, what would I do with Metroid? Yeah, and I think part of the reason Nintendo hasn't released a new Metroid game is because they don't really, as like weird as this sounds, because people consider a lot of what Nintendo does just be like iterations on the same thing. Yeah. I feel like they don't really like to repeat themselves. I think that's right. Uh, you know, there's because they could be pumping out ga- Super Mario Galaxy games for an eternity. Well, yeah, I mean, and right, and they only did the pair of them. Yeah, and the second one is such a such like a riff on the first one that it's almost like a lost levels yeah. to uh, to the first one. And so I'm thinking like by Metroid standards, it's like sure they could put out another Metroid Prime and it would be great. Right. They could put out another Super just, Metroid Just not game. a squad-based one on the 3DS. Right, <laughs> right, right. Okay. right. Like, a pro, you know, like, uh, uh, they could put out a like Super a Metroid-like mm-hmm. type game, and it would be great. But I think, especially since as Metroid has become more and more, like, niche, mm-hmm. I, I think they look at Metroid, and I think Star Fox has the same problem, where they're just like, I don't know how to do this anymore without just doing what we've already done. Right. So I, I, I think that is, uh, for me, I, I would do two things. Um, so the Metroid games have like a kind of history of being, uh, I'm going to say they have a history, but maybe they don't. Maybe I'm a, a liar. But like um, that there's an element of pairing to them, that uh, Fusion and uh, Prime came out basically together, and um, you could play through uh fusion and link it up with prime and wear the fusion suit mm-hmm. in prime maybe it was prime too it was something um but i i like that idea of like marrying um like an older aesthetic of the game with a newer one so i would want to do like and you know maybe the, the distinctions between portable and home console are going to be obliterated here in uh, a couple months anyway but like i like the idea of having uh, like standard you know 2d metroid um that is you know not not a huge game but you know something that you can wipe out in five to seven hours mm-hmm. um that just plays like a regular metroid game um, by a regular metroid game because for a lot of people a yeah. regular metroid game at this point is metroid prime sure sure i guess i i, I mean the 2d um more you know exploration based um and like a and then use the like console version uh, to be something different. And this is where I'm taking the cop-out answer of, <laughs> <laughs> of I don't know what it would be. Um, but I like the idea of uh, 
taking Samus. So this is like in terms of like story and setting, like taking her to like the end of her career mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, making her like a really hardened, really cool, um, you know, like beat up by the galaxy. Right. She's like Ripley by the end of the Alien series. Yeah, I, I, I think that's and that's something that I think we need as like uh, an antecedent for um, Other M mm-hmm. where she's like infantilized. Um, I, I just, I, I want her to be, uh, you know, a, a strong, like beaten down, weathered hero. Um, so I don't really know what form that takes. Uh, do you, do you have any thoughts on, on where you would take the series? Uh, plot wise, I think it'd be cool if, uh, you kind of like reverse it. Cause at this point, Ooh. I mean, at, th- at this point, uh, Samus has like, she's, helped the metroids so much that it'd be cool to have her be like hunted by other uh bounty hunters okay how about this okay i'm listening how about it we're basically putting a metroid skin Mm -hmm. on harvest moon okay and she's protecting and growing new metroids i love it this is what it is and you romance (laughs) yeah other other metroids other metroids (laughs) great great and since metroids as far as i can tell Mm-hmm. have no gender uh sure yeah two metroids have gender no i don't think so look we're not experts we are not we don't expert. claim to be Do we need another side okay. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I, but i i do think that's the dilemma it's the same dilemma that nintendo has with like f-zero mm-hmm. with like so many of these especially these um and especially when their developer resources were so thin you know, they're like trying to develop for two different platforms and it's yeah. basically them and not really anybody else. I I think they're like looking at it and they're like, well, we, I mean, we don't really have an, a, a fresh idea for Metroid. We tried Star Fox and people did not like that. We should play Star Fox together sometime. Yeah. Because um, I have it and I don't want to play it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's points to the kind of, you know, yeah. reputation that that game has. And, you know, like... But that... So that game is, like, splitting the difference. It's, like, half trying to do something new yeah. and half, like, hard committing to the past. And I think that they should just be able to, to like, literally split the difference and be like, here is the, uh, here's the type of game that, you know, is what you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, give it to the Axiom Verge guy. Right. Let him do uh, a, new, um, a new Metroid game. Take the fast racing Neo people and tell them you can have the uh, the uh, F Zero franchise. And then when Nintendo or like R and D does their own game, that it's a twist on it. Like I I think that like the franchise service and experimenting with the franchise can happen simultaneously. And I don't know why they don't do that more. Yeah, I I think Nintendo's so protective of their IPs. They've only recently mm-hmm. started. And very carefully, and mostly to just Japanese developers, you know, like uh, with the um, Zelda, um, yeah, like Minish Cap and the uh, Oracle games. No, sorry, the um, uh, the Wii U one that came out, like the fighting game that's also on Hyrule. Oh yeah, Heroes. Hy- Hyrule Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, yeah, like uh, and how Su- uh, Super Smash Brother development, you know, was like partially yeah. done with Tecmo, like. Uh, Na- Namkai ba- Na- Bandai Bandai Namco Bandai Namco <laughs> not Tecmo Tecmo not Tecmo but you know like they uh, um, uh, they've only recently started like 
giving a little more leeway to these, you know, like third-party developers to yeah. like handle these IPs. And I do think it's Nintendo realizing we can't do it entirely on our own. But I Nintendo also as a company, they don't like giving fans what they want. <laughs> that they, is they true. don't like they that don't because they're like because you know like on forums people are just like just give us like a new f0 and nintendo could easily do another f0 right but they're again they're just like we've done all of our f0 ideas yeah you know f- like zero has been done yeah and you like just because you, we can give you another one fairly easily see but we're i not think going to i think that's the case for uh letting smaller studios uh, play with those IPs. Yeah, but you have to, but in time to get to I the know. point, you know, to be like, okay, just giving their IPs up and just being like, okay, you know, we'll be here, but you kind of do your own thing. And the, Nintendo doesn't do that. They work with third party developers. Yeah, that's true. But they work very closely with third party developers. The thing that's craziest about that to me, though, is that uh, there's no like set of IP and no developer as like revered as Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So like anyone who gets that opportunity is going to be, is going to do like a good job with it. But, uh, or I think they're, or I try. Mean, they'll try, but yeah. I, I do think that's the thing is like, Nintendo, no one tries to make a bad game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but they, but they are so revered. Right. Yeah. And the part of the reason is they are so tight on quality control. Yeah. That I think they are worried about giving that control up and having overall quality drop. So, uh, Pete, to answer your question, we <laughs> we don't know what to we do. We don't know what we to do. Don't, with I mean, sure. Like, would I love to see another uh, 2D side-scrolling, you know, like Super Metroid type game? Absolutely. Would I like? Would it be fun to play another Metroid Prime? Totally. But I, I want to see it go somewhere totally. Yeah, new. yeah. I mean, I think that's a, a, an example of just giving the audience what they want. And again, Nintendo mm-hmm. doesn't do that. Yeah, Nintendo and don't doesn't play that. No, Nintendo don't play that. <laughs> I like started to do that, right? And, and then, then you I, back then down. I back down. <laughs> Mark never back <laughs> down. Uh, so if you uh, if you have any questions that you'd like to hear Mark and I discuss like that, uh, you can always email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail dot com. Uh, so I think that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. You can follow us on Twitter at Nincart Society. It has to be a little bit smaller (laughs) (laughs) on Twitter. Uh, And check out the Facebook page, which is currently empty, but we'll put something in there, and that's just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, If you have a second and you would like to rate and review us on iTunes, that helps out the show. Um, And while you're there, you can check out some of the other uh, great content on What's a Creative. It's the podcast network that we're a part of. Um, We're proud to be part of that, and uh, there are other good shows, so you should check that out as well well uh olivia duncan made our logo our theme music is provided by 8-bit betty as i said before you can find more 8-bit betty uh on 8bitbetty.com or you can hear a ding from my computer uh, <laughs> or we can uh just hit a little bit more 8-bit betty right now for my co-host mark mitchell this is patrick ellers saying thanks for listening It's a creative podcast network.